today's email comes from Dov Cantor from Givat Ze'ev. He says, I want to thank you again for leading me through Shas and teaching me how to learn Torah with a Gishmak. Your Simchas and Ahavas Torah is contagious, and I got contaminated by you, Baruch Hashem. Thanks again. Hope to see you at the Siyum, even if I won't take the vaccine. David Cantor, Givad Ze'ev. Thank you, David. There used to be a minog to say Kiddush and Shul. And we have Machloikas, if you say Kiddush and Shul, are you Yoytza with that Kiddush? Are you not Yoytza? Rav says that you're Yoytza Kiddush, and you don't have to make Kiddush again unless you want to do so for your family. But Bayri Priya Gafen, you're not Yoytza. You'd have to make Bayri Priya Gafen again at home if you want to drink more wine because of the Heschadas, the break between Shul at home. Shmuel says that if you're making Kiddush in Shul, why would you do so? To be mighty, the guests that stay in Shul, you would have to make another Kiddush when you get home. Why? Because the Allah is, according to Shmuel, that you have to have Kiddush b'makam suuda. Your Kiddush has to take place with a meal. The Rishbam brings two, two reasons. One of them is, it says in the Pasuk, v'karasa l'shavas oinig. As you're saying Kiddush v'karasa, it has to be oinig, there has to be a suuda. You see that Shmuel holds, even in the same house, requires another bracha, because Shmuel himself would not rely on Kiddush that he made on the rooftop. So he wouldn't make Kiddush on the rooftop, he would come down and only make Kiddush downstairs. Gemara says similarly with Rav Huna, his candle went out after he made Kiddush, so he did not rely on his first Kiddush, he went to his son's house, his son was a chassan, and there was light there, and he went and he made Kiddush again, and he ate the meal there. Rabbi would tell his Talmidim, Eat something here after you make Kiddush, just in case when you go back to where you're staying, there's no light and you're going to miss out. The Gemara tells us that Rabbah would be noyeg like Rav in every Chumrah, besides three things. He held that you're allowed to undo tzitzis from one garment and put them on another garment. He held that you're allowed to take fire from one Hanukkah menorah and light another one. And he held like Rav Shimon that Dover Shainim Skavin is mutter. In other words, if you are dragging a bench, and there's a chance that you might make a groove in the ground, and there's a chance you won't, you're allowed to drag it because you don't have kavana for it. If it's 100% that you're going to make that groove, then it's also because it's psikresha. Rabbi Yochanan argues on Rav and Shmuel, and he holds that a chazna makes kiddush and shul, not only is he yaitza kiddush, but he's also yaitza the bari priyagafen, and if he wants to drink wine at home, he doesn't have to make another bari priyagafen, because Rabbi Yochanan holds that shinoi makayim doesn't require another bracha. That is, if you move from one place to another, you don't need to make another Bari Priya Gafen. Another Allah holds, if you bring another wine into the room, you don't have to make a Bari Priya Gafen, you'd have to make Hatoi Vahamaitiv if it's a better wine and you have all the conditions of Hatoi Vahamaitiv. The problem is that there's a Mefurish of Brisa that says, not like Rabbi Yochanan, that Shini Makim requires another Bracha. In Shini Makim, Ravuna explains that you'd have to make a Bracha. Shini Makim means when you go from one house to another, but not within the same house, and Rav Huna explained so, even though it's a Mufurusha Braisa, he didn't hear the Braisa. You don't have to know all Braisas, you have to know all Mishnayas. Rav Chizda explains that Shini Makayim requires a Bracha only on food that you don't have to come back to the place that you started out at to make a Birgit Samazim. In other words, for things that require Shahakal, like water, or fruit that don't require a Bracha main challenge. Those kind of food items, when you leave the house by mistake, you don't have to come back to the house to make the bracha achrayna. Therefore, it's considered a break, and it's another suda. But if you have to come back to make the bracha achrayna, like bread, and according to the Rishbam, 
all fruit that require a bracha main shalosh, then it's as if you never took a break in that meal. It's not considered a shinimakai. Rav Shesha says, in both cases, you would have to make another bracha. It says in the Braisa, there's a group of people that were eating, and then they ran out to do simchas chasavikala, but they left behind somebody, like an old man, somebody that couldn't go with them. Then they don't need birkas hamazan. You don't need to make birkas hamazan when you leave, and you don't have to make a bracha rishayna when you come back. And the Gemara says, you can be medag that's talking about such food that requires you to come back to make that bracha. But if you don't leave somebody behind, you'd have to make a bracha samazim. That must be going according to Rabbi Yehuda, not according to Rabbi Chizda. Because Rabbi Chizda doesn't make that differentiation between whether you leave somebody behind or not. He just says, if it's the type of food that you have to come back, like bread that you have to come back, you don't require another bracha. Have a wonderful day.